It's another episode. It's another episode of the Fab Four Free For All. And welcome to another episode of the Fab Four <laughs> Free For All. Yeah, right, all right, all right, all right. Thank you, Mitchell. Mitchell I'm McGonaghan. Tony Trigorno. I'm moderating today, and I am being joined by You're my moderating what the fight between good Rob and friends, I? Mr. Rob Leonard. That's me. We don't have any fights. And Mr. Mitchell, well, I'm not fighting with we nobody. We haven't had a fight in like three years. And while those two go off on a tangent, I'm going to start the show officially. Here is we. We uh, are actually taking on a part two. Who thought the show would have a part two? I Dude. did. I did. And well, the first part was the red ball. And yes, the that, was, that was Venus. And, and now Mars. we're doing Mars. Right, because that's uh, all right tonight. We have begun an analysis and review and discussion of Paul McCartney's album, Venus and Mars. It is the fourth album credited to Wings. And in the first episode, we talked about the story that led up to the creation of the album. And we covered the tracks that are on side one. As we discussed, the album's been reissued, remastered in 2014. And released. And re-released <laughs> as a double CD. And there's also a deluxe version that comes with a book and DVD. We're going to basically consider that from this point forward, this is the statement that is the album Venus and Mars. So we're reviewing it and analyzing it as such. And uh, as it becomes, there's something wrong about that, though. I expected more, and I'm one of the things I'm bothered about all of Paul's reissues is the bonus disc has not been as we are all collectors. Save it for the show. Well, this is the show. (laughs) Oh, right. Sorry, Um, we always say that. Sorry, um, that was very funny. I've been, I'm very disappointed in what bonus material has come out. Now, mind you. The bonus material on this disc is the most songs you've seen on any of the other ones. Yes. So that's good because Speed of Sound has like seven songs. This has well, 14. As, as far as archives go, yeah. uh, this so, gives you the most cream cheese with your archives. But you expect more. You expect <laughs> outtakes. I don't even know what that from, meant. And some have come out. Well, uh, yes. Yeah, so, uh, now, uh, you know me. I'm a hardcore, hardcore. And if those of you fans who don't know... I'm the hardcore of the bootleg collectors. Yeah, we, all right. we're but, all Dutch import lovers. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, to put it in perspective, though, Rob, the big problem that I think we're running into is that Paul's not being conscious of his Us. fan base right. and also conscious of the idea that some of this stuff, you don't break up one hand clapping right. all, over the course of, of four DVDs right. for releases. Uh, and, granted, and almost more. I mean, we granted, don't know. it it came yes. out. You know, the video came out on the expanded band of the run. Right. Right. Minus a, a couple of segments. Couple of okay. Segments. But it did come out. But you you're breaking up the audio where the song may be relevant or what have and you. I over understand couple of why he does that. But my problem is. It's it's almost like he's doing it like with an eyedropper instead yes. of saying the, they, you know you read oh Paul McCartney's opened his archive well not that much and and where it really becomes frightening is when you have stuff particularly McCartney too was probably the most frustrating and it's sad because that was one of the early ones because we should have gotten Glasgow for instance in its entirety that, that's a great place to start yeah but are and we gonna get that for back to the egg because it's 79 okay but we already got two clips from it on another disc uh, so is he gonna repeat two clips or is, is he gonna put it out separately is he gonna well, we already the... got the video for babyface and now we're getting the audio for babyface right. so it's like wait what, what right. do we need it for so the catch is to your point too when you talk about putting outtakes 
Venus and Mars in particular, there are two or three bootlegs of... Right, and, and I we all have that copy. We all have it. But if you really give a listen to that, it's meant for hardcores. But you know, it, does he have better quality of it? That's Even if he does, my point being that... Think about that material. We love it. We're hardcore. We're bootleg collectors. If you put that material out, even in perfect quality, it's going to get us all excited because but it's, it's not, material have it's had. It's not bad. It's not bad, but it's superfluous. But, you know, I was to the of, average fan, when I was it's listening to this album, I was thinking of the Beatles anthology and how many different things they did to make a song. They, sure, but Paul but, didn't. I know that, but they took. Bits of songs like uh, "Day in the Life" is several takes yeah. into a new take, which I, I approve of. Some people didn't; they call them outfakes. Right now, I don't expect that for every song on this. You know, where you have a crew like Jeff Emmerich and George Martin and Paul Hicks and all the guys at EMI doing this in, in you know concentrating for a year doing this. But I expect something like more than the bootleg. But think about the bonus tracks on the here. Junior Strom, Sally G, Walking in the Park, Bridge, My Carnival, Lunchbox Ops. We're going to get to the A's. We're skipping parts I do Let it go. Those are all been released somewhere. Yeah, but think about it, though, Rob. A few of the things that are on here... Oh, are, but are things that we've never, ever, ever heard in all oh, the years sure. of bootleg collecting. So on a, on the one hand, maybe Clapping. they're maybe they're kind of crap. I mean, which again, we'll talk about each individual track, and maybe some of them are gonna, meh. But a, we never had them. So there's that respect where he's kind of actually socking it to us as bootleg collectors and going, hey, 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 you think you knuckleheads have everything? Yeah. Well, and here's something, right. Paul's, Paul's vault has been very closed. But I think one of the reasons why we're, we're disappointed is because some of this stuff that you see it in a title listing and you go, wow, and then you actually hear it and you go, well, well let's get to part two. Yeah, let's, let's get, get to, to part two. two. Side two. Yeah, but again, I and taking then we'll talk the about the bonus. So we're going to look at side two of the original album of Venus and Mars. And uh, just to let you know, unlike earlier reissues where you would have the album and then a few seconds of silence, and then bonus material, the way the Paul McCartney archives are broken up, the original album in its original format, and then a second disc with right. all of the additional material. In right. some instances, it could have all fit together, but that's beside the point. They are low-priced, which is nice. That's a good. I give Paul lots of credit. Yes. If you want to buy the two-disc set, very cheap. Yeah. The only problem is that if you want the bonus video at DVD, you've got to buy the collector's edition, it's which a is billion dollars. 80 or more dollars. I mean, that's what it's been. But there are completists who have to... Well, all right, let's talk about side two. Both editions. Side two. We begin... Part two. Part two. We begin as side one began, slightly differently. It's uh, about 50 seconds longer. And this is Venus and Mars, the reprise. And uh, Very familiar, which is good, because you start side two the way you started side one. Yep. Right away, you know it's, it doesn't sound like side one's Venus and Mars. Right. It's different. Yes. And you're, and you're going, okay, he's going to take me on maybe a different adventure with this. Oh. And I, I, well, that's my own take. It has a different vibe. I think it definitely it, has, it has. And a it's longer. Feel. It is longer. Yeah. It's, got, it's yeah. got more verses and stuff. So it's more of a song. The other one's a minute 16. Well, this is 205. So it's more of a song. It's more of a song, but, it, but it's really thematically repeated with a lot of that synthesizer and the synthesizer but noise. But that and lends the, to the familiarity of The first of one it, was guitar. This one is more synthesizer. synthetic. Right. Yeah. But you know what? Well, synthetic, and I don't know if that's a well, right word. synthesizer bass. Yes, I know, but the synthetic sounds fake. Yeah, true. And it's not. True. No. Um, 
No. This just takes you, like I said, you're going to Venus and Mars. So you went to Venus. Maybe now you're going to Mars. And I know that sounds silly. <laughs> no, I. No, but I mean, I totally, don't mean it like that. I'm totally with Mitch I on that. I don't mean it like that. It's a, just totally, a different adventure. I gotta say, I'm more with that with the reissue, and I actually picked up on it for the first time. And I don't know if it's what McCartney was thinking, but you're absolutely right. We talked and joked about last episode, Venus being the planet of love, Mars being the planet of war. Also, Mars, we think about Mars, Martians, the whole thing of the 50s, 60s, and into the 70s. Mars was the elusive. You have a follow into, and we'll go into this in a second, but it's going into spirits of ancient Egypt. Again, mystery, codes, stuff like that. Just a different adventure. So you go from Venus, on the first side, you got Venus and Mars, and you're going to go into rock show. Yeah, but but love in song. Venus Venus is the goddess of love. and. You know, you gave me the answer. Even letting go, we've discussed it's about love. Yes, <laughs> more or less, sure. Yeah, but it's it's a different adventure now. Now you're going into maybe Mars. Yeah, so you got Venus and Mars. You got the dingly, dingly, dinglies. Not one of your favorites, obviously, Rob. No, and I, but I was just thinking just moments ago, if this was placed like Sergeant Pepper the Reprise, which sets up a day in the life, if this had been setting up a song like that, you know, instead of Spirits of Ancient Egypt, or maybe worked. placed... Not at the top of the side two, but maybe in the middle. It would have worked. Of. I think that maybe yes, works a little better. Yes, you're right. It w- no, maybe you... not better, but it would have worked. But this time, he's taking you right. With, think about it. We're going to talk about each song. But right after Spirits of Ancient Egypt, we're talking about the God of War, right? Yes. Right? Yeah, God of War. And now, after that, you get into Medicine Jar, where you're at war with yourself because you're taking, yeah, yeah. you know. So there are ways to, th- now again, this is retrospectively yeah, speaking. Yeah, so we could be, you know, totally going off yeah. on this, but... And that's just my own take. He's taking you on a different adventure with Venus and Mars, the reprise. Unlike a lot of other McCartney records, where some of them we like love the sequencing, others we like outright bitch about the sequencing. Yeah. One of the things that's interesting about this record is I really, really like the sequencing, but it could have been different and could still have worked really well. Yeah, I think so. Like, for instance, what if you, leaving Crossroads theme still as a tag, what if you would close the album with the Venus and Mars reprise into letting go. Yeah, well, something like that. You know, or, or set up. You could up. have closed off the album with the Venus and Mars reprise. Think yeah, about it. You sort of have to go into something. No, you don't. You could do the ah, 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 and I, just I, fade it out. You still, mm. you're, you're, now you're on your trip. Word of a trip you're on. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, I know I'm not mean. trying to be funny, but no, you know, it's true. that could but have ended true. the it's, album. It is and it interesting, okay. though, that you can't combine Venus and Mars and the reprise as one song. Like No. It, no. The, the lyrics, it's not Pigs on the Wing by Pink Floyd where you can make it one song. Right. It's not, yeah. Or um, Good Night Vienna. Right. You know, right. John. Where, yeah, where but they rainbow. did. They made it one song. Yeah. yeah. It's still a, a nice two-minute piece to take you into Spirits, Spirits of, Ancient of Ancient Egypt, Egypt which... Yeah. Spirits of Ancient Egypt is just, to me, again, another underrated wing song. Right. And I say wings because, you know, the lead vocal is Denny Lane. Right. Lead vocal is Denny Lane with and some beautifully great done. backing vocals by Paul. And Linda. And Linda. Well, again, and while I'm again. doing, I'm saying backing vocals by Paul, I'm talking about like the harmony segment was the two of them. Oh, right, right. You know, but great backing oh, you know, by like Linda and by it. all of them. Yeah. It just. And it also has a great sound to it. There's a. Yes. The, the way the echo on. on yes. On, everything. on the drums, yeah. on everything. It yeah. just has this yeah. weird. And as you said, a trip. It is it's, a trip. It's, it's very much. This song actually plays better on the album than it does live. Oh, I liked it live, too. I liked it live very uh, much, But yeah. they didn't get all that yeah. echo. The no, they don't get all the echo. And again, back to sort of um, bringing sonically something back. Right. 
you know, Mitch, you talked about on side one that there are elements that come, return sonically at the end of another song that remind you. Spirits of Ancient Egypt comes back with that little, you know, the code at the end yeah. that brings you back to the Venus and Mars reprise, right? basically. So you've got a tie there sonically. But, you know, I love this song. It's, it's a simple, straightforward. It's not a straightforward blues no, by any stretch, no. but it's got that you can take a pound of love and cook it in the stew. Like it's right. a bluesy. It has blues in the uh, taste. Absolutely. Elements. Yes. Elements. In the yeah. lyrics. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Yeah. It's so. not bluesy in the way of the music. No. More of the elements of the lyrics. No, but you can turn yeah. this into a blues song if you were to well, you could, straighten it out a little bit. Yes. Maybe. It's and, a really good song. And again, yeah. lyrically bizarre in its own way. I mean, it's okay. the hung on the telephone is kind of... Well, that's not really bizarre. It, well, it's hung it's a little bit of a non sequitur in a way. Uh, it's, you know... Well, no, he's talking about you're my baby and I love you. Hung on the phone again. I mean, you know, I don't know whether he means, you know... Well, in that case, then the chorus is, is the non sequitur. Well, Spirits is, totally. of ancient Egypt, echoes of sunken Spain. Well, this is a day in the life revisited. Paul probably had your spirits, and, and he had, I'm your baby. And they went, well, we could do that. Yeah, we could take a pound and, of Paul and cook it in the stew. <laughs> and just throw it in. And well. you know what? Well, she's the cook of the house. No, she's a cook no, of the house. No, but I mean, that, that, it actually works, and it's okay because- It really does, yeah. It doesn't matter. Really I'm does. not. I never ever looked at it this closely where I said, when Paul comes in in Spirits of Ancient Egypt, because Spirits of Ancient Egypt works with the whole- mystical kind of totally, music. Totally. Now, the lyrics of Denny's yeah. may not work in that, but it doesn't matter because it all works together. Well, I guess where I'm going with this is it's funny for, like I say, for me, I'm always the lyric basher. Right. And yet, it works like here. I always say, there are times when I just got to let the bastard slide because the damn thing really it works. Me, yeah, if, it you, just if you take works. it as two songs, like Denny's and then Spirits of Ancient Egypt, Paul, it doesn't even work it, at all. No, and not at all. when you put it together, yeah. it works. Yeah, yeah and, you, and you just sit there and you don't you don't think to yourself, well, that lyric was a bit well, of a an anomaly. Life, do those really work if you listen together? Yes. Really? Yeah. Yes, they do. No, they I mean, do. If, no, I mean, lyrically. Yes, yes if you do separate do. them, I think yes. they do. Yes, you do. Okay. Yeah, okay. I always thought they did. I just, just think that this works so well, yeah. and I never... See, that's the problem. The problem, the, the issue, is that we here are overanalyzing, which we always do, which is yeah. fine. That's, that's our job. That's why we get paid but, the big bucks. Oh, yeah. yeah I'll right. give you a triple this week. Um, <laughs> you know, nothing from nothing means nothing. <laughs> nice. But we could sit here and, and analyze it, but when you get the album and you're listening to it, you don't give a crap if Spirits of Ancient Egypt has anything new hung on the phone again. No, but you our know? job as reviewers is to remind the listeners that there are elementals Thank that you, they may Alfred not be Hitchcock. catching in their normal Emphasis everyday on. life. And we just Hitch. Nice. <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Kissinger. No, that no wasn't. Dr. Kissinger Oh, that's right. Yes. No, you're right. No, Dr. Kissinger's not around at I the thought, moment. He's just not. Why do a he's British not around anymore? For our British fans, do a British voice. Just sort of randomly do the British Dr. Kissinger would probably sound a bit like this. I'm not really sure who it is, but it's somebody out I there. Think, I don't really know who. I think our but British fans just threw their... Some of the British fans just threw something at the... Threw the iPods out the window. Threw it out the window. <laughs> Can we continue? No. I'm sorry. That's it. I'm leaving. Thank you. Because Goodbye. I'm going to be no, all right, so my hand in the medicine talking, jar. Talking about, <laughs> and the head. talking about the blues and talking about some uh, just rock, a rock and roll element of this album. Medicine Jar, Jimmy McCulloch, composed by uh, Jimmy McCulloch and Colin yeah, he, Allen. He was in a group prior, and, and he had, they had written this song. Yes. Uh, he brought it to the table. And, you know, this, again, suffers from what I said in the first part with the rock show. It's a little muddy in the mix. A little bit. Uh, it is, but it's, it's such a good rocker. It and is. And I always hate that Jimmy is such a 
like an asterisk in Wings history because he's he's not. I don't consider him well, an asterisk. I don't, well, a lot of people do. He he doesn't get the credit he deserves, and he's in Wings a lot up through London Town. Well, this is considered the classic lineup. I mean, I don't know yeah, why this, you'd figure. I hope so. He this, gets this to pissed. me. He's like knows that you know he he proved himself with the McGear album, and so he comes here and his guitar play on this album is fantastic. Oh, it's yeah. fantastic, and, and it's everything so different he's done. than Paul's, right? Because his his is a little more fluid than Paul's, and his oh, interplay much. with Denny is is phenomenal. Yeah, you see that in the live show. No, too. I just want to give him his due because he deserves it. Most people just think of him as the young kid who killed himself, right? And um, unfortunately, that's not what Jimmy McCulloch was all about. Uh, well, of course, you have a song like this talking about well, going to the medicine jar. He dies. Well, why not jump up too later yeah. on? But look, he had his his issues. Yes. I mean. There's no denying that, yeah. but he was so good for Paul McCartney and Wings. Yeah, I agree. He really was, I agree. and an integral part of Wings, and I think gave a rockier edge to a lot of this album, because, again, if it was the trio uh, that did Band on the Run, we may have gotten a different album. Yeah, I agree. But so he, he adds a lot to it, and Medicine Jar is such a good song, and we got to give credit to Paul and Linda, because their harmonies, right. too, yep. really add to this song. But, but you know what really yeah. is cool? Listen to Paul's bass playing on this. Completely. He, it's not. Yes. He is free from having to sing the song yep. and write the song. So he comes up with this bass line, which is walking all over the place. Yep. And I'm it's so like, glad you said that. And it even plays better live because he is just going all over the place. This is the type of bass playing when you want to play something for someone who doesn't know Paul's bass playing. You say, here, here's Paul's play, bass playing on Medicine Jar. And well, you it's, could, it's you could, really fun. You could see in the movie Rock Show, and you could also imagine imagine in the studio that there is a freedom of him not yeah. having written the song and that they're going to burst this out on the yep. new record. And there's got to be an excitement. Well, yep. what do I that. always say about George Harrison? When George Harrison wasn't stuck trying to play a Paul and John song, when he was able to play a Chuck Berry song, freedom right. of going away from the Beatles, George Harrison cooked. Yeah. I'm not saying he didn't cook in the Beatles, right. but I always say this. So I, it's the same thing. Paul was free from being Paul he was doing it someone else's song, and he cooks. Yeah. Not that he doesn't cook normally, and but wow. Again, just to credit, because I had this written in notes, and then, damn, Paul's bass playing is real fine on this record. And the in two general, in a yeah. row that are killer, Spirits of Ancient Egypt, yep. is the other one. Side one, yeah, he, he plays his butt off on side one. It's great. But side two, as a bass player, yeah, he's really tracks two and three, he is... He's and there's different types of tracks another... because Medicine Jar is much more of a rock and roll song, and Spirits of Ancient Egypt's a little more delicate in its picking and, and the way he plays it yeah. compared to Medicine Jar. But when he's going into there's an attack, though, yeah, in Spirits yes, of Ancient yeah, Egypt, right. even. That's the perfect where, word for that. There's yeah, an there's an attack. There's purpose in his playing in Spirits of Ancient Egypt. So, yeah, kudos to, to Paul as a bassist yeah. um, and, on And this the record. lead guitar that Jimmy's playing is just, uh, just a great lead. It's, it's yeah. everything. I mean, you know, it, it's just, you know, it works for me as a song, and I'm really glad that it did work. Yeah. You know, as Danny Lane didn't write a song for this album. We were talking about Spirits of Egypt. You know, that was a Paul and Linda song. Right. Jimmy brought a song to the band that they recorded. Yeah. You know, so. Listen, this was the start of Paul... Being in a band, a real yes, band now. Yes, yes. And, and he felt it. And you know, well, it wasn't... a real band again. I won't say a real band now. A real band again. I think again. Okay, I think good. there's. I think no. Paul, I didn't mean it. To well, dis- I don't mean just the Beatles. Even I, I'm even saying like 
I think Paul was genuinely, genuinely disappointed that Denny Sywell and, and Henry McCulloch didn't stay with him. Oh, to no, no, no. That, listen, uh, to, this is not like, taking away Legos. from any incarnation of the, no, of the band, but, but it still was Paul McCartney and Wings. I mean, I know Wildlife was Wings. But right. isn't it an irony? And, not, and, not, not this way. And yeah. kind of sad, and you have to wonder, and this is for the Wings show we'll do down the road, but isn't it funny that here was Denny, who we interviewed in our last incarnation, and we'd love to speak to again, but... Denny talked about Denny how Sywell, he, we should say. Denny Sywell, I'm so sorry, that he wanted to see democracy and he wanted the, the other players to be able to bring songs to the table. And Henry McCulloch wanted to see his songs recorded. And they leave and he does it. They leave. And maybe it was this thought of, you know, this next time around, I, I do have I to should. let the guys do that. That way they stay. And well, it had know. to be a lesson learned in a way. Unfortunately. But look at what it did to the records. Look at what it did yes, to the but, music. But, right. you, you know, know, speculation shows, you know, again, blue, blue. Imagine if the other two, because the other two were really fine players. Fine players, but the songs, I mean, Thank You, Darling. Not Thank You, Darling. Um, I know. The I know. one that Henry McCulloch had, yeah. had brought to I'm the, not to saying the Henry's Blues. Henry's Blues, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know. Yeah, you know, it was okay, but, but anyway. But fine players. Fine, fine players. Yeah. Absolutely, man. Denny's, Nothing, we're not taking away but, from But them. also, yeah, remember, I mean, as much as Paula toured in 72, it was very much Get Back on My Feet tour. True. The 75 tour was, and then the 76 U.S. tour, this was, yeah, you know, man. the tour. We're going to yeah. play in front of big crowds. And they were on top of the world, right. chart-wise, yeah, too. They, they were, Paul was preparing for that, so I think... He also wanted to show it was a band. It wasn't just Paul McCartney, which Paul sometimes does. Even today, when he talks about you know his touring band, that he talks about it as his band. Yes, you know they yeah. don't have a name. No, but yeah, but he doesn't let them sing. Right, and, and you know they don't <laughs> sp split the profits. They're on a salary. Well, they but, didn't split the profits also in, in wings. Right, here. that's Come true. On. That's true. That's why but he did let them. That's why he, Denny Sywell left because part of it was money too. But right. on the Wings Over America tour and Wings Over Europe prior, uh, you know he did let. Jimmy Singh, Danny right, Singh, sure, a few. Right, so, sure. I mean, there was much, even though Paul's band is now a band for 12, 13 years right. as, as of this taping, it's still Paul McCartney on the ticket. Oh, yeah, Back yeah. then, it was Wings on the ticket. That's right. true. That's true. Right. So, right. it's still Paul McCartney now. That's true. You're right about that. Now, the next track on the album is one, and we guys were really being irresponsible. We got to. We do have to get Paul. He keeps leaving messages saying this to us because we call and he tells us, call me back again. So we got to get around to I'm about Paul. to puke. So, sorry. <laughs> Threw up in my mouth. <laughs> Very nice. Did, did you this, write that joke down? Yes, no, you probably did. Totally didn't. It just was, if you would ad lib that, I'll forgive you. If I you did actually wrote that. it down, no, then I I'm leaving. Completely then then I'm going to ask Winnie, your better half, to hit you over the head while you're sleeping. I just left. <laughs> Mentally, I just left. Physically, I'm still in my seat. Mentally, I'm gone. This next one is a bluesy composition. This next one is a bluesy composition. There is really, really, really fine use of a very top-notch horn section here. And this is Call Me Back Again. And the lead uh, guitar on this is just the uh, lead guitar on this. I love the see is, this is this song is so weird because if you remember George wanted to play like little leads throughout Hey Jude, and they yeah. said, Don't do it. Yeah. And Paul went, no, I don't think so. But on this one, it Jimmy's works. all over it, yep. and it works so well. And it's like, ah, oh, it's such a blues number. It's Paul soulful. does his scratchy voice, you yes. know, and it, which works. Yes, yep. it does. Um, Very soulful. And it's five minutes, but you don't 
feel like it's five well, minutes. It's close to the horns. It's well, it, the horns. you get that, it's that very lulling. It, I like love I keep it. joking that had he not done it the way he did it in you know uh, rock show in, in Wings Over America, you could see the end of the song. He down on his knees. They put the cape around him and he walks <laughs> off the oh, stage. God help me come now. on and come. <laughs> you know, and then he and runs, runs back, back on stage. You know, I mean, no. he's no, but you know what I mean. I know he's what going mean. for that. He's really going for that pure. Soul, and, and, and you know what? You know. know what? He also the, just the topic of the song. Call me back again because I've called you. Now, yeah. how many songs has Paul written to the woman where he loves her and he always will love her and everything? But this is a song where he's asking for a little return. Yeah, he does this on the song this one too, where he changes. Uh, yeah. You know, he says, Please, yes. you know, basically the same type of topic where you you turn the love to me. And I, it's interesting that Paul does that because he's I thought as the great love song writer, but he also writes it. Hey, come back to me. Yeah. And, and call me back again because yeah. I feel like letting because, go. Because, hey, how many times do I have to call you? <laughs> right. You know, and, and, you know, right. In the history but who's he of, talking to? Well, I, I assume it's not Linda. No, of course. But maybe he just made it up. Maybe it's about John. Mm. I'm just speculating, and That's a total that's speculation. That's speculation. But who knows? Who knows? It was 75. Maybe it's about Phil Spector. Maybe he wanted him to produce his next album. God, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's about Alan Klein. He wanted him to manage him. I don't know. Well, Alan, yeah. Alan declined comment. All right. Yes. All right. So, yeah, I mean, I I love the horns, too. I mean, we talked about the lead yep. guitar in this. We talked about the soul side. But the horns, too, man. It's, it's just a, good a great song. use of horns in a McCartney track. I do like the live drumming from the Rock from Show album. Rock Show. Rock Show. Wings Over America. Yeah. yeah. But when he does, you know, there's a different feel to the drums on that, too. Especially when he goes, what, ah, 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 and he goes, doom, 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 doom. Yeah, yeah, It's just different. Yeah. It's a nice fill, which he doesn't do on this. Well, there's yeah. also... It's still good. On the studio recording, there's a, a snap. There are a series of really sharp snaps But it on adds the to the angst. That really adds to just the whole vibe of the tune. Yeah, it's good. I like so, it. It's yeah. but, but this is a, the, the type of song where Paul was thinking, we're going live. We're going to have a horn section. They're on the album already. And I this is the type of thing where you when you know you're going to go live, and he hadn't been really live except for the 72 tour, yeah. and, and this is what happens. And, it, and when you're thinking, when you have that process going through your head, you start writing songs that are a little bit different. It is really interesting because you, you stated that a little bit in the first half of the episode when you talked about he's writing for the live show. Right. And it's processing in my mind that you are just so dead on that he really was kind but of like— think of Let Me Roll It. Yeah. Yeah. And if it had that horn section from this album on that song. Yeah. You know. Again, back to doing it for the live yep. show. It's a great song. Okay, uh, the advanced single for and this the album. the link on the album. No. Yeah, I, I oh, agree. absolutely. No. Um, I'm no. sorry. The advanced single was released on 16 May 1975. The album came out uh, only about 11 days later. Yeah. But the single and goes to number one. The single goes to number one, it gets has a ton to. of no, airplay. Yes, have it to. does. Mm, uh, to me personally, <laughs> it has two verses. It doesn't end except, oh, yes. He just keeps going on until you're like, stop. I don't want to listen to what you're saying anymore. I, because Did he, you just write that? No. <laughs> he. He always does this. He, he does two good verses, and he never finishes the freaking that is, song. That is, you know, that's he did typical that on Freedom. Freedom, he well, did Freedom is a different story. No, but oh it, my he, God. the same thing. That needed a third verse. Well, a lot of his stuff needs third verse. And he, does, and he doesn't know how to get out. So instead of getting in, you don't know how to get out, so no. I'll just completely change the tempo of the... Uh, and, you, and all of a sudden, the song becomes this... 
I don't know what the hell it is. This romantic little thing at the end that uh, nice drumming on it. (laughs) I I loved it. I I have to admit, the song came out when I was what nine. I was just about to turn ten. So the album this came out when I was ten. I was thirteen. So I enjoyed it. You know, as a ten year old, I I enjoyed it. Great, but yeah, I mean, now looking back, I'm like, oh god. At at ten years old, I I enjoyed it. I thought it was cute. I enjoyed I it when in the it came out immensely. I, just I had a crush, my crush on the girl next door and the, you know, kisses girl. But again, it's that wimp ass syndrome well, uh, that he hits on. It's the, you mean, so, yeah, that, yeah, that, stop. I was just about yeah. to say that. He, That's the only part of the song I hate. He needs, Soldier boy, kisses girl. Yeah. Like stop. It's like, come on. It's he like, needs, are you kidding? And in the reissue, it sounds even more. Yeah. yeah. That was, that was just. <laughs> like he gave her tongue. That's the John moment. That's the, um, excuse me. Yeah. Are you f- I'm kidding or uh, what? Get no worse. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, you know what? Pull the, the kiss. kiss out. You get that the yeah. get that out of there. Soldier really? boy, this is girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. <laughs> but that riff is like oh, iron. It's, it's built it's, forever. Do, 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 oh no! Listen to me. Do, do, do. I don't think that's really a lick. Really? It's, I don't think that's a lick. I think that's an annoyance. Also, but it's just now looking back on it's. It's funny because out of a lot of Paul's hits, you know, you don't hear that on the radio. You don't hear an AOR, well, what was AOR? You don't hear a classic to, rock. Yeah, I you, still do every I, once The only in a time while. I've heard it was in a supermarket. Yeah, I've that's never, where I hear yeah, it. Yeah. But I've never heard it on like an oldie station or, or an a, a now classic rock uh, Siri, station. Some of the serious stations. But have it's, it it's a song that to me, it's, it's been forgotten. Now, to me, one of the best things about this song is Tom Scott comes in. You know, they well, say, that's different. The musicianship I didn't, is great. Tom, Tom Scott comes in and, and, and they say, Tom. We want you to do it here, here, what is here. Is that the clarinet thing? Or? That his horn solo was on one take, and he he goes, well, "Let me do it again." And Paul goes, "No, no, it's it's done." One take, yeah. I mean, it's amazing that that his solo, it, and it, it, it's so loose that you can tell he wanted to do it again, but it fits the song so perfectly. It does, but it's still, it's still got a tiny bit of a sense of lounge. That I never get that. I I I, I love Tom Scott. Don't oh, get no, me Tom wrong, Scott's and good. and I like the solo very much. But I think it fits the New Orleans feel. It does fit the New Orleans feel, but uh, you know what? I don't think of New Orleans as clean. I don't think of New Orleans as this clean this sound. And I, I don't. But that's where I'm going. That's where Call Me Back. It, comes that's where I'm going. Back I, I have to say that unfortunately, Paul's. Diving into the elements of New Orleans feel for this album is Rubber Soul, is Plastic Soul to me. It, he never oh, really he it. gets it. He doesn't. Are you talking get about the album or the song? The, well, a- anything that that he tries to grab the New Orleans feel, including my Carnival, including this. Well, that's that's. Different. I, I that's think fair. there's no dirt. There's nothing. See, I think you know, Call Me Back Again is dirt. I think so too. See, even oh, no, Call Me Back Again definitely is. You're right, but. I don't feel New Orleans in Call Me Back Again. I feel in Listen What the Man Said, he's reaching for something he doesn't quite. Maybe. Get. Actually, when we were listening to it last night, even like Winnie and I, Winnie kind of commented when he was like, there's no, it's not dirty. And I said the same thing. I'm like, yeah, there's no well, grit in it. Nobody like, expected Paul to get dirty. Well, I didn't expect it to be gritty. It wasn't like, you know, it, if Alan Toussaint had produced it instead of Paul, maybe. Then, then maybe you would look at that differently. Alan Toussaint also wrote a cappella. Which is a very true. clean sounding song from yeah, Ringo. Yeah, true, true. And he wrote it. And I've also heard Alan's original version. And and Ringo copied well, it very closely. If you think of like Rockin' Pneumonia and the Boogie Woogie Flu, 
which came okay. around the same time. Okay. Johnny Rivers. Johnny Rivers. Johnny Rivers always has a cleanness to the stuff he does, but it's still got a swampy kind so wait, of wait vibe. Wait a minute. So is John Lennon's Ain't That a Shame dirty, even though he didn't go to New Orleans, but yes. he got it from Fats Domino. Yes. It was like, by New Orleans. That's, that's, right. but, that but, recording but, is even but, a little... Yeah, but, that's, but, but he that, wasn't there. But Ain't That a Shame is a totally different arrangement than Fats Domino's right. version. It's, it's, it's a rock and roll I think we're being too hard I don't know what's missing. I think so. I, I don't think, know what's missing. There's something missing from this song. Ever since a I was... third verse. No, but just that, but... but no, maybe, maybe I, the I third like verse the gets dirty. I like, I like the end when the, when the strings come in and it slows down and sort of doesn't know where to go. Oh, I hate that. And I hate that. Fades away. I just hate it. Oh, I like I that. hate it. I just, I just, I just, I'm waiting but for the I, third I agree verse. with you. He didn't know where to take it. And he then, didn't know where you know, to take it. And, and it just. But I, I thought that worked, though, at the same time. Yeah. But, just, um, but honestly, I'm waiting for the third verse, and all I'm getting is that, oh, yes. I heard that already, Paul, 16 yeah. times. And it's enough already. And, oh, my God. It's so funny, but I heard this song. He does it with store. Let Him In. He does it with all. He I was, know what well, I was, Let Him In is. Well. I was totally ready That's and That's why keen. the single version works better. Yes. You, you know, we had the advanced knowledge that Venus and Mars and Speed of Sound were going to be the next two albums. Right. And I was so psyched for it. I was really looking forward to it. And then I was in a supermarket and heard Listen What the Man Said, and I was crestfallen. Really? I was just kind of like, oh, my God. I and then I had to think about it. I was like, all right, this is the weak track when, on the album. Right. That's when, what I know. said. It's when all, when it's Paul did track. that live on the last tour I saw him on, I was very, very happy. No, I wasn't. No, I wasn't. I was. I was, I was a pee break for me. I was like, I was like, damn. You know, I, well, Wix did a great job, too, on the keyboard yes, covering the, the, the saxophone. But I also thought it was Paul embracing... A song he hadn't done in a long time. But again, I would have been had, had you had a real live sax player there who ripped oh, the solo I, I and and I even did that. the solo for an extra sixteen bars. I probably would have been happier than Wicks doing it on the. Oh, even I if agree it sounded with that. Like I, it. I agree with that. You know, I, I, I've I always said that Paul should have a, listen, a touring oh, horn there's section. So many other Nothing Paul McCartney Wicks. wing songs that he could have done. I know that was a hit. I know he did it. It was a huge hit. But he Hmm. chooses Let Him In and Listen to What the Man Said. Two songs that I could do without for the rest of my life. Well, let him in. be okay. Let him in, yeah. Go ahead. Let him in. You should open the door and then lock the door on them. (laughs) Nice. Um, Let's get to the next one. All right, let's get to the next one. Now that we've been treating him not so gently on that last one. Oh, because we are freaking lonely. We are lonely old people. (laughs) No, we're going to go to uh, still another something of a suite. Um, not this. even, not even really as much of a suite as the earlier ones because just a little the, too the, long. the melodies do flow right into one another, and it, it yeah. really is just a slightly different lyrical idea put across. But this is really, in my opinion, formally the album closer, and this is "Treat Her Gently, Lonely right. Old People." Brings me back always from when I was ten years old and I first heard this. It was kind of old friends bookends by mm. Simon and Garfunkel. Yeah. You know, it's. The I way never to wrap up. That's a, that's a good, yeah, very good way of the way describing to that song. Wrap up an album with with this story, and, and you know, here we sit, two lonely old people, and it was Nobody uh, sharing a park bench silently. How terribly strange to be seventy, you know. I mean, it's a direct thing, you know. But nobody asked us to play. I mean, that's the. It's very poignant. That's point. really a, poignant and really place. hits you like on here because you're thinking, well, nobody's asked us to play, and they're flashing back to your childhood, but. This is a musician singing this. Mm. Here we sit, two lonely old people, and nobody's asked us to play. Mm-hmm. Wow. You know, no, that's very, like uh, Lyrics-wise, you know, obviously it's something that hasn't happened Here we before. sit out of breath. That's another like, yeah. oh my God, you know? I mean, so 
Very good song, a little long. A little bit long, just goes but into maybe one verse too much. Yeah, I don't. But this time yeah. he, he doesn't need that extra. Yeah, but I but don't. It's, it's, but it I don't feel it, like it. I is. don't mind yeah. it because it's almost. It's really very lulling. It's almost breathe in, it's, breathe it's, out. It's, it's also a good in. last song for the album. But yes, that, that's why I don't mind the extra verse. But I don't he goes mind into Crossroads. Yeah, but Crossroads is very me, apropos. It, it works, but Crossroads should not have been listed. It should have been like yes. that extra track. It should have been Her Majesty. Yeah, like Her I Majesty. agree with you, well, and and I do understand. I didn't know at the time what it was. Right. When you find out years later, why the why he what it is that. and why it's there, it makes a hell of a lot yeah. of sense. Well, at and the press conference, Paul says, and I got to read this. It's a joke. It's after lonely old people. They are sitting there in the park saying nobody asked us to play. It's a poignant moment. Then there's a little break, and then Crossroads starts up. It's lonely old people. It's just the kind of thing that lonely old people watch. Yeah. It could just as easily have been Coronation Street, but we knew the chords to Crossroads. Right. So I just thought it'd be nice to do it. But right. he says it's a joke. But I know. But it's not a joke. You know, when you hear it, well, and he you said know that's what a it joke is. As opposed to it could have been Coronation Street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think and, and Paul didn't write the Crossroads theme. No, no, right, no. So. Tony Hatch right. did. Yeah. But if you would, if you would have just had treat her gently, lonely old people, and then her Majesty moment yeah. with, with Crossroads being a minute long, it would have worked perfectly. Yeah. I, and we may want to uh, mention that many years later, that this version of the Crossroads theme was formally adopted as the theme to Crossroads. So that's you know. Huh? I thought it was done before him. Yeah, I thought it was. No, 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 no. Nineteen seventy nine. We knew the chords to Crossroads. No, 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 no. This version of the Crossroads theme, as performed by Paul McCartney oh, and Wings, oh, oh. was adapted as the oh, maybe, TV but I don't show know if theme. And, and Crossroads, for those that don't know, was or still is a, a huge uh, show in Great Britain. Yeah. So yeah. Is it still? I don't know. Soap opera. No, it's it's not anymore. <laughs> no, it's not anymore. Coronation it was a soap Street, opera. Still Coronation on. Street might still be running. I think it but. is. So we should do that. So, it's not Benny Hill or Monty Python. So, <laughs> nice. All right. So on that note, we've finished the analysis of side two. We're going to take a quick break here on Fab Four Free Break. And we're going to talk about the bonus tracks, the packaging, what color the favorite ball is, and... Of course, uh, our shoe sizes. Uh, when we come back, blue is my favorite. On Fab Four Free Red Set. Hi everyone. Just wanted to let you know that besides Fab Four Free for All, each of the three of us are involved in our own individual projects. Mitch Axelrod's two books, Beetle Tunes, the only book about the cartoon Beetle Show, and Little Billy and Baseball Bob, can be found through. All of your good booksellers online, including Amazon.com, or if you'd like autographed copies, contact Mitch on Facebook. And my buddy Rob Leonard has a great Beatles show that he's been doing for 20 years called Beatles Songs, and it's on every Friday night from 8 p.m. to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And you can listen to it online. It's streaming at www.ncc.edu slash WHPC, and also look for it on TuneIn.com. And Tony Truquardo is the host of 4F, free format for free, on WCWP 88.1 on Long Island. He's on every Monday from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern Time, and also at www.wcwp.org. Also available on TuneIn.com. And we are back on Fab Four Free for looking at the bonus tracks of the new 2014 release of Venus and Mars are all right tonight. Uh, quickly looking at the bonus tracks from the 87 and 93 editions. 
They were the theme to Zoo Gang, which is now on the uh, Band, Band of the Run. 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 And a few that are on this current incarnation, those being Lunchbox, Odd Socks, and My Carnival. And iTunes had exclusive availability of a My Carnival 12-inch remix. Which he did put out. Uh, was that the B-side of for Spies, Spies Like Us? Like which there were several mixes of that. I yeah. yeah, there's too yeah. many mixes. So now, 2014, we get a deluxe version, and you get some bonus tracks, which we will now talk about. And it starts with the single. We talked about this pretty much at yeah, length yeah. in the first half of this show. Junior's Farm, Sally G. Sounds uh, good. Again, a little muddy because there's a lot going on, right. but Ly- it still sounds good. Lyrically on Junior's Farm, you do want to crawl into the speakers and bop him across the nose mm. just for just for putting the words GG in a song. GG. Yeah, he bought a Gigi and he jumped the fence. Yeah. Is what'd that you what think the line it was? was? Yeah, what'd you yeah, think it was? Yeah, what'd you think it was? I thought it was Chi-Chi. What, what, well, what the, the hell difference? did that mean? He bought a know. Chi-Chi. What's the difference between Chi-Chi know. and Gigi? A, G- a Gigi is a slang word for a horse. Oh, okay. In in England. Okay. So he bought a Gigi and he jumped the fence. I got to see a man about a Gigi. Yeah, right. If <laughs> 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 you found a man well, with a Gigi. A horse you jumping a fence means it can't be... Controlled. Yeah, Bro. yeah. But well, where does Ollie Hardy come in? You know, Ollie, Ollie Hardy should, should have, have had, had more sense. sense. That reminds you know, me of... It, um, that reminds me of this. <laughs> wow. I watched this really good you know Laurel and Hardy movie, and like, Ollie Hardy bought a... Move over busker. The same type of name dropping of Ollie Hardy and Nell Gwen and her oranges and... And what was the that's other That's interesting. Yeah, yeah Richard, it's that. not move over buskin. Nice. <laughs> it's move over busker. No, that's true, actually. That I never even of, thought of that. That type of... Yeah, just nonsense. Yeah, yeah. nonsense name dropping. Whatever. Yeah. yeah you know. But yeah, but but either way, man, again, when I was a kid, this song just rocked my plim soul. I just loved it. I'm just it. sorry it didn't uh, do better, because it deserved better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I covered this in my band for a while. We just loved this one. This and and this team. is the full-length version. There is a, a 45 edit promo yes. copy, which is on Wingspan, which cuts out a, a verse. And, you know, I, I'm a collector, like, and you guys are that stuff. Of, of, you know, there was a lot, of, especially in the 70s, promo edits yeah. and mono yeah. mixes and stuff like that. Uh, Rock Show also had this, uh, which wasn't released on this either. Right. And hasn't been released anywhere. So you have to go to Wingspan if you want to get the promo copy. That's okay. At least it's out there. Okay. And but, Sally G we talked about yeah. at length earlier, too. Track three brings Walking in the Park with Eloise. This is actually a uh, Jim McCartney Yep. Composition. So credited so f- to James on, on the album. Credited yeah. to James. Yes, and but I'm, it's so I'm thinking fun. James. James, what? James has a walking in the park right? Yeah, but right. The funny part is, you know, you're, I'm in my car and I'm cranking this, okay? So you hear, you know, Junior's Farm and yeah, yeah and, you, yeah, and then you're t- Sally G and then you're. Da, 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 yeah. da, da, Personally, da, da, da. I think it follows Sally I, G perfectly. I, I, yes, I but when it. you have the windows yeah, down and you're about driving about and, and, and people are looking at you, you go, you should have seen me with the Pope. Yeah, and then, you, da, then you pull da, up to da, the guy da, next to you and you go, 23 skidoo? Exactly. I actually rolled up my window and like, hey. It's like a family guy thing, you know. Hiya, pal. Exactly. Yeah. Play, me play, out, me out, play me out, Bob. Yeah, it's like, it's like, oh my God. Yeah, so that that was the country hams. The country which, hams, which yes, Paul, a Nashville moment yeah. where Paul and the guys decided to. Was it a gift for Jim? I think for it was. Paul? It, it yeah. was, and then the story I loved was that he returned it. Jim goes, well, you know, I didn't write the song, and and, and Paul's like, what do you mean? <laughs> I claimed copyright, funny. but then he explained, goes, we just made it up. 
Yeah, I didn't write the song. We, we just, just made, made it, it up. up. Which there is, you go. It's a generational thing. Yeah, that's yep. okay, Dad. We just made up a whole bunch of platinum records, too. So don't sweat Dad, it, Dad. you'll be getting a paycheck yeah. for this. And, and am I correct in saying that when did Paul's dad pass? 76. 76. So, so that's why they postponed this. This was a, a very lovely, Yeah, it's a nice you know, little. It's a nice little song. Yeah. You know, it's a lovely little and it song, came, Well, man. it was a it's, single in Britain. Yep, single yeah. in Britain. And it came and in it a was picture sleeve. It was picture great, sleeve, right? credited to yeah. the country hams, and it was the A&B walking in the park with Eloise, and one that has become a favorite of mine in listening to this this remastered scenario is Bridge on the River Suite, a yeah. really great little bluesy, almost like a TV theme in yeah, its own way right. also, very much so, but a cool little blues track with a funky beat to it and very enjoyable. I agree. So, I, it was... Um, I didn't have this single, and I didn't. I don't think I had it on. Maybe I had a cassette a long time ago. I hadn't heard it in a long time. Right. And as as Mitch said, I agree with you. You, you listen to the first two songs, you're blasting, and then you get these two. But if these two songs just on their own are very cool. They're fine. They're, they're, Absolutely. They're not, I mean, I'm not dissing it's, them. It's, it's just, not something it's you hear weird. in top forty, right. but it's a nice little relaxation type of record. Yes. It's very totally. Cool. Very cool. Yes. Totally. It's just weird when you're blasting the others. Yeah. Yeah. Now we get to the bonus tracks that. Some of them that had not been released before or had been released and just... Now, and sonically, they sound nice. Sonically, my sonically. carnival sounds great. The drumming sounds really crisp yep. on it now. But it and just, it's good, but it it's just, just friggin' goes nowhere. It's a nonsense song. That's where he tried to get you know, that feel. And he got nothing. And I know what he's what the idea is, and here we are. We're at we're at the carnival, and, and you know... Bring it around. It, this is my carnival, and right. and it and it is the attitude of New Orleans. It is friends I know who go to carnival every year or go every couple of years. This is a big, mighty, 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 mighty celebration for those in other countries. You don't realize how intense carnival is for people but, in that area and people visiting and yeah, whatnot. I will say though that the DVD comes with them recording this, right? Yeah, and that is worth seeing once. Yeah. Yeah. But it's worth seeing because it at least it gives a little credence to this. And they're in there actually doing the whole clapping and recording it on, it's, on it's, one or two or three mics. It's, it's, it's a it's good fun. B-side. It's nothing more. It, but it's, it's nothing more. And the exactly. fun part of it is we were listening, we were listening to it last night. And, uh, you know, it was kind of like a, uh, it's missing a jug. And just as all of a sudden it's missing a jug, you hear Paul start going. Hoo, hoo, hoo. I was like, oh, there's the jug. Like literally yeah, like exact it's, timing. It's, it's a jam session. It's that, a jam. But that, it, Got turned into a Holy goes nowhere. Man, and speaking of going nowhere, he but he's going to New he Orleans. He goes to New Orleans on the next track. Nowhere. But this is an example, Rob, of like you said, we didn't even know this track That's existed. True. That's true. And it comes out, and unfortunately, but, okay, for hardcores like us, we go, oh wow, new track, and then you hear it and you go, well, it's just uh, unfinished demo. It's, look, guys, it wasn't supposed to be part of the album. This was him in the studio noodling around. They captured it and they said, all right, it's an extra. It's it's not supposed to be anything course, great. So if you take it course. like that, it's good. But, Meaning, okay. But considering you know what it is, Mitch, I, know, I think there's other stuff out there. I think where Rob and I are looking I, at is considering how many thousands of boots are out there. I know that he never released he and gives things us this. that he never puts out to give us this as if to say you know here's the cream of the crop and now going to be part of my official catalog. Like, you know, I, I would like to know. You know, would, I was talking about the anthology and how they had so many people working on. It. I want to know how many actual people are listening to the tapes is paul listening to everything 
Or does he have no. people listening? No, he's listening to anything. No. People listening and end. say, okay, we think Paul, we think this would be good the way they did for the anthology. But what's interesting, though, is, and I know this is another thing we'll get to another time, but wasn't Mary supposed to be the keeper of the archive? She was at one point. I think okay. she did the wingspan. And she stuff. did. Yeah, she, I, she was didn't, Mary, didn't Mary make some comment like to the effect of, yeah, once that's gone, all this stuff's coming out. Like, wasn't there like, some sort of... I, there was, I thought I there like was some Mary. comment that she made. <laughs> I really do. I, I have to look it up. So again, don't here's, take this as, as the law, thing, guys. But. Uh, the fact is that they went to New Orleans to do this. Right. This directly says, going to New Orleans. So yeah. they may want it on there just for that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Now, this next track, I really do love this track. I love this version. This is different with more ads, uh, a quite different mix than the 1970-71 edition. Uh, yeah, this is the Winfrey, not Oprah, mix. <laughs> this is the Ernie Winfrey mix as opposed to the origin, which was original. You get an album. Which was, you get an album. <laughs> and you get an album. Very nice. <laughs> now, the original mix was done by uh, Dixon Van Winkle for the- Dixon um, Van Winkle. That's his real yes, name? Yeah, for the Ram reissue a couple of years back. This is the 74 mix, but hey diddle. And uh, I've always liked this track. I you know don't what? know why. It's silly little track, but it works in this context. I agree. I agree. In this context, I don't mind. And you know what? I don't either. It's funny. My, my son is in the back singing. He's like, hey diddle, I want you back. Yeah. Diddle, I want you back. Yeah. I'm like, wow. That, he, and he literally heard it for the first time, but he, it's so catchy. Extremely could, catchy. I mean, it just repeats itself, but yeah. it works. And Linda's prominent. Linda's and very I prominent. It. And it's it's, it's just very sweet. poignant. It's I don't know sweet. why. It's it is sweet. sweet. And maybe in a way, it's it's even sweeter and more poignant that Linda has passed in maybe. its own way. It's in got retrospect. A, it's, in it's, retrospect. It sounds like one of those songs, where it, it reminds me of a Great Day in the sense that it's a song that Linda and Paul sound like they would just sing when they needed to start singing yeah. again. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Great Day is a great example, and yeah. this song's another version. They do it, they do it in the backyard tape. Yeah. They do yeah. it, you know. It, it's like it one of those, up. It's one of those songs they go back to. Yeah. And they have fun singing as, yeah. as singers. And, yeah, because there's an innocence to it. Yeah. yeah, and if you think about it, you know, he didn't release it in '70, and then he went back to it in '74 and did right. it and did a release, and then of course went back to it on cold cuts, and then did I think put it out on a 12 inch somewhere at some point? Uh, no, I'm not so sure about that. This I don't, wasn't I don't on. Uh, put it there. Might have been on. Might have been on the 12 inch version of Put It no, I There. Think that's Mama's I Little Girl. Say. Oh no, Mama's Little Girl. Oh yeah, that. Mama's Little Girl. True, that definitely did come out. Yeah, I mean, I know, like I said, the first CD appearance, yeah. legit, was definitely yeah. the expanded Ram bonus. So Fun little song. That's the catalog. So, uh, hey, now we go to Let's Love. Thank Peggy, you, Peggy Lee, Lee recorded the final version of this. And uh, should have been the final it's version. It's a cool song. It should have been the final statement. This is his demo. It's his demo. It's okay. It's nothing great. It was written for someone else, obviously. But and so was on the wings of a nightingale. But I want to hear the demo. Yeah, the demos. You better put the gorgeous. Well, that's, but that's on what I'm saying. So he did it here. Why is that any different than this? He wrote it for the Everleys. He wrote this for Peggy Lee. But you're going to get both. You know what? It, historically, it's important. It is important. I'm but, not saying musically it's great, but historically it's important. And I'm happier that he didn't do an Elton John like Elton John did on the. Expanded Goodbye Olympic Road and added a whole bunch of people doing covers of no, his no, material. No, 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 no. That makes no. sense. I know, but I mean, you know, he could have just as easily had Peggy Lee's version here. No. You know, no. no, I'm glad he well, didn't. He, didn't he produce that? He did. He yeah, did. So he did. That, that could be is the connection. I think where Let's Love should have been done is part of the Kisses on the Bottom. That would have been 
That type well, that of has nothing. Oh, that's to do. interesting. But that's, by the time he gets the kisses on the bottom, we're no, all going to be dead. No, I'm not, I'm not talking no, about no, the no. ratio when he originally did it. Oh. Yeah, he should have maybe recorded. That would have been yeah. a nice cover of his own standard. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Oh, that's interesting. And then okay, if you really you want to make, you know, help like make a, a little you know news story, but if you think you about throw it, in Peggy Lee's vocal in the middle of it. Sure. Uh, but if you, you know. think about it, like he didn't cover Michelle or any of his standards no, but either. I wouldn't expect him to cover yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. You got, uh, but he wrote a quote standard to you Peggy gave Lee. The answer. Right. You gave right. him the answer. Could have been done with Diana Carroll. In the True. Wow, that would have been cool as hell. Anyway, so let's mm. love. We kind of consider okay. to be a throwaway. It's okay. It's okay. So, you think it's all right? I, I like it. It's it's it, mm. it's interesting how Paul is thinking. This is for Peggy Lee, and so he starts to think like Peggy Lee and, and her style and everything. Yeah, so yeah. he wore a dress yeah. in the studio. Nice. The way like the way on the wings of a nightingale, which yes. is so Everly Brothers, and it's lovely. him doing both. Both versions parts. instead of having John. This is my uh, Very skip lovely. moment, though. Yeah, this is my skip on it. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah, it really is. We jumped two, two in a row. <laughs> the yin and the yang of one <laughs> yeah. hand clapping, babyface and a well, junk dealer. Yeah, right. Uh, Soily, which starts, uh, which is right after Let's Love, and but we got smoking. that in the video. We got it in the video. I agree with you, but having again grown up with a bootleg EP. That had that smoking version of Soily as an audio. Right. It makes me happy. I'm happy that it's, it's out it. there. I'm happy as much as you get the DVD. There are people who don't have the DVD, don't, don't care about it. And you it don't as have much. the DVD in the car. And you don't have, you're right. You don't have the DVD in the car. If you can put it on there, that's fine. But again, though, but Rob. If you want to put something else also to make me yeah, happy. Or, or else, you know, you know what? If you're going to give me, make it a four disc set and give me the right, DVD right, of one hand clapping right, and then right. give me the friggin' audio of yes, one hand clapping. I agree. In its entirety. Like they, they did on for the Stones in, uh, the, in Texas DVD. Yes. CD that came out a few years ago. Yep. From 78. And that's the way, because you're right, you can't play a DVD in your car. Right. And if you right. do, you have to burn it. But yeah. and, and it doesn't hurt to put both discs. It doesn't cost them no, any more. It does. That's, right. that's, I agree with right. you. So to me, to sprinkle these tracks around where you think they fit, eh. Again, you see why they did it, because as you were saying, this led to the 75 and 76 tours, yeah. which Soily was an important part of. So people didn't know what it was. Yeah. But this song on this version you hear the, the lyrics much clearer than what Absolutely. The Wings Over America. And you version. still don't know what the hell they mean, although I figure it has something to do with the cat and satin trousers saying it's oily. I don't know. But, but, but it's, just it's me. it goes back to what you were saying about spirits of ancient Egypt. Those lyrics are a little wacky too. No, but, but it these works. lyrics but are Yeah. But you pretty, let it go. You would right. say, okay. Pretty what? Succinct. I mean, like you just said, soily? the cat and satin trousers said it's oily. Yeah, I mean, we you know, know about, readers, guys. writers, far, farmers, oh, oh, freaks, okay. breed controllers. I mean, it's it's come a, on, it's... you know, and a drum, and again though, self-referencing, which is kind of fun, and a drummer with a Tommy gun, yeah. and that you know, rat-a-tat Tommy gun. But can attack I tell you something from Paul, Jeff Britton? That's great. Paul, Paul has a habit when he's embarrassed by something. He missings the lyric. Hi, hi, hi. Get you ready for my body gun. He goes, get you ready for my body gun. You, know, you never know what he's singing. Yeah. Same thing with this. The cat that is You never really. Oh, yeah. He always like, it's so about drugs and it's so about sex. 
but he's Paul McCartney, so he can't sing it directly. So he yeah. he missings the the lyrics. So you can never really tell what he's saying. He's like almost embarrassed well, by it. Like I can't do that. Again, I'm Paul we're, McCartney. We're speculating that it's about sex and drugs. But, yeah, right. Well, and, and, think, well, you just mentioned hi hi hi. It's spelled H I H I H I, not H I G H H I G H. Well, right. he's not exactly. saying hi hi hi. Yeah, he's, he's not waving to someone. Hey hey hey. We're gonna get hello. And if you look at the lyrics <laughs> for hi hi hi, it's like polygon. It's uh, yeah, right, there's exactly. nothing. Right, well, to that's do. it. It's yeah, body gun. Right. But, we know what he's getting her ready for because yeah. he feels like letting go. Yeah, but, know, with his sweet on. banana. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you. It's really? so appealing. <laughs> uh, okay, get, it's better than his going. apple. All right. Anyway. Talk, whoa, whoa. Do we have to talk about Babyface? No, we don't. We okay. don't. We don't have to talk about the fact that Paul McCartney does a cover of Babyface. But think of how many and, times and, he has played this either to himself or friends over the years. Good. I, I was happy. I actually like this version. I thought this was pretty... This should have been on Kisses on the Bottom. I agree with that, but I also think that it sort of fits in. This is something you don't you expect from Paul. He doesn't give you enough of it. I was happy that... Oh, he gives me on, enough of on it. On this bonus track, I'm glad it's there. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you have the video of it. 1926, song written by Harry Axt and Benny Davis. And Benny Davis? Uh, Benny I'm Davis. Kidding. And, uh, you yeah, know, nice for this I mean, Al freaking Jolson recorded the earliest yes, version but, of this. Yes, but we have face, the video. Babyface no, is one of those video. McCartney family parties where all the cousins are drinking. Okay, of course it is. And Paul's uh, father's playing Babyface. And I think it's also because he had, you know, obviously, here's what's insane. Yes, it's in the movie One Hand Clapping. And he had a horn section written for it. Yeah. He had a horn part written for the damn thing. But uh, as you just said, Mitch, it's in One Hand Clapping. I've had enough. Why did we need no the pun intended. I really right. didn't mean that. Now we go to another one, a quirky, cool instrumental. One of my favorite instrumentals. Yeah. And and this works for me. Well, one of the two B sides of coming up. How would what you mean put two B this? sides? Well, there was the studio, there the was studio the studio live version, wow. the Glasgow. Yeah. With so, the Paul McCartney chant on the single, but that's not on the version that's not on, on the, the bonus CD. track. Yeah. Thank you, thank you, Rob. Um, and, and then Lunchbox Odd Socks. Lunch, Lunchbox Odd Socks. I a love this quirky, song. cool instrumental. Because it goes in different directions. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like it very I, kindly. I just like it. This, because he didn't try to add lyrics. If he tried to add lyrics, you know, I don't want, you know, Lunchbox. Well, no, actually, there's no way no, you, you couldn't add lyrics to this. I'm just, this is an instrumental. I've got some Odd Socks. Yeah. Do, do, do. Odd Socks. But if you think about when this <laughs> was you know written, I mean. you know, if you think about when this came out, this is 1974. So it is still... Six years later, kind he puts of, it out. Six years later, he puts it out, but this is still kind of the early days of the synthesizer as a melodic instrument. I think this actually could have been on the album. Because the Absolutely. synthesizer does fit in with the Venus and Mars. This reprise. could just as easily have taken the place of Crossroads. Yeah, at the and end, been an album and closer. Just if, closer. If they didn't do the Crossroads as the joke, right? Though. Yeah, no, yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. One I thing like I, I, I like about it, there's no remix on it. One thing that I didn't like about um, the Ram reissue is they did a Love for You and they remixed it, taking yeah. out the '79 overdubs, yes, and totally changed the song. But they, you know, what was wrong with the original version? If you're going to go for the 71 version, give us the 71 version and we'll have the 79 version with the overdubs at least. Right. Uh, you know, we'll keep it on the in-laws right, album. Back for to right. the egg, right. You know, back to the when egg, yeah. Back to the egg comes out, yeah. Right. Or cold cuts, which was originally made for cold right. cuts. I don't think, you know what, guys? I don't think we're ever going to see no, cold cuts. No, cold cuts will no, never no, Because he's doing we'll it make here. Our own. Yeah, we'll, well make he's our doing own. it here. He's giving you yeah. well, something. I mean, when are we going to get the cage? Right. Well, the only way he can do that is, what year is after this gets done in, in 2025, and of course, we're still waiting. We'll be doing the show still. 
Uh, <laughs> he'll put out the box set. We get the Bernie's for me, dude. You know, it'll be <laughs> like, uh, think about it. You know, people knock Yoko, but John Lennon Anthology is four discs of, of stuff that was all unreleased. You friggin' bet. And you, you know what? Bet. And it, it, it works very well. Yes, absolutely. And by uh, Cage's um, Back to the Egg. Yeah. It was pulled at the last minute and replaced by Baby's Request. Yeah. Well, that's a good choice for yeah. Ben. So, I don't know about when but, we're, I don't know when, I don't know what so, we're anyway, talking about. I, you know, you wish sometimes Paul would say, you know, my next thing's going to be four box, four CDs of. Uh, I just would love it. Just do it already. Just do it. Do it. Do it. He's not going to do it now that he's won't. done this. No, he won't. No. He's too, uh, he keeps, well, I'll tell you why. He keeps winning Grammys for the reissues and squish of the book and, and everything else. But the, the, he, if he keeps winning Grammys, he's going to keep doing it this okay, way. Okay, just do we're it. Going to be here until the fourth. Just of July. do it. All right, Fourth of we July time, comes time. next. John Christie actually did That's the it. released version of this this track. And go ahead and mention. No, it. I was just saying this demo version sounds like it could have been on uh, like Wildlife. Yes, but I loved your. I'm going to steal this because we ahead. talked about this off mic go the ahead. other day, and Mitch was going. It's like the scene in in the Ruddles when he's going when he's at the piano going. You. I love you. I love you. I love, I love you. you. It's like the Fourth of July. And then he goes. <laughs> it's like ah, and then he starts again. Fourth of July. Like he's yeah, tentatively feeling around where he's going with this track, and it. It's another one of those, we didn't know it existed, we never had it before. Yeah, you're right. And meh. Yeah, yeah, it's a meh. Wow. Jinx, you owe me beer. This is the Uh, one out of all the bonus tracks, I'm like, meh. Yeah. Yeah, It's nice to have because... As a host of a Beatles show, and, and the Fourth yes. of July comes around, we can. You're going to play it. I won't. Death. <laughs> I won't. I'll play Julian Lennon instead. Thank you. With <laughs> a running joke, Rob doesn't play Julian Lennon on his show. Yeah. So I'm it. saying every time Rob says, I say I'll play. Julian it, I'll play his version of When I'm 64. Nothing against you, Julian. It's just you know and, I play. And Day Tripper, if it wasn't had voiceover on the video. There you go. Okay. Go ahead. So Fourth um, of July, we kind of just. It's, it's, it's not okay. even really an interesting song, to be no, very honest plotting. with you. It kind of plods. Like, and John it's Christie's... It's a bad version of like, dear friend. Yes. 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 It's like the exactly. And, and even when he sings, dear friend goes, what? Yeah. Is it true? That's exactly what Fourth of July is. That's right. Yeah, that's wow. True. Exactly. All right. That's okay, why so I say wildlife. Maybe that's why he never put out his own verse? Yeah. <laughs> maybe. Okay. Well, uh, now Rock Show, an original early version. Oh, they call it's it the quite old, old version. version. Old version. Because he, on download, free download, he gave us new version. Yeah, which right. actually sounds a little better. Yeah. I mean, this is okay. It, it's different. I like this. I, I, I just like, I the, like it very good, much. This is a good bonus track. Yeah. I do, too. I, and I like the fact that he it's it's rough. And he didn't go back and fix it. No. You know, I was thinking about the Stones. We just talked about the Stones. The Stones went back on some of their reissues they've done recently, and they've gone Redone back and, tracks. and sure. fixed some stuff. Sure. Now, technically, they're all still alive, so they can do that. And Paul probably could do that if he wanted to. Right. He chose not to, which I, I thank him for. It's a good track. It's an old version. The new version's on the download. You're right. On If you go to paulmccartney.com, there's download. a download. Which it's is free, interesting. Free, man. On the download. It's free. <laughs> And that's that's okay. We like free. We like free. I yes. like free, but I'm pissed that he's doing this because there's room on this CD. Yes. And yes. he could have given all the... He's doing like that, that lullaby he gave us a free right, download Right, that's called to. Love My Baby, also from One Hand Clapping. Yeah. It's only a minute 17. I know, but 
Only a minute and 17? Yeah. Put it on the damn CD. Right, right. And then, of course, the Letting Go, the extended version, also available on paulmccartney.com. Now, why aren't these three songs Because he gives on us this? Letting Go, the single edit. You don't, I mean, there's only so much Letting Go I you know, can do. I agree with that. That's, <laughs> that's, that's true. you have to do a load of laundry. <laughs> also, Especially at our age. Also, you know? also the, the, the DVD. The DVD. Go ask Cialis. Right. You know, for the Beatles 4 thing that just came out of each Beatle having a solo track, yeah. a download from wherever, solo, from yeah. iTunes, yeah. there's a video for Call Me Back Again. Now, mind you, it's not a great video, but why wouldn't you include it as part of this? The DVD. DVD. Sure. DVD can hold seven hours. Why wouldn't you include other videos, yeah, well. professional shot videos? Gah. You know, why wouldn't you include that on the DVD? So you get Letting Go, the single edit, which we pretty much talked about. Yeah, we talked about that. But, so let's talk about the DVD a little bit. Well, no, very quickly, oh, we, we, you did, we did Letting Go, the single edit. Uh, yeah. We said we, I personally like it. Even well, it's better, better maybe because than it's the, the, yeah, shorter, a little more succinct. It's shorter. It, it's it, not as plotty. And rock show we mentioned in the last episode. You'll hear some flips and lyrics and just some different. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's missing the piano ending. So we right, got that yeah. out of the way. Now, and very quickly, if very you want to touch on the DVD, it's just it's a, on a little bit. I think it's underwhelming to me. Recording my carnival. It's nice to see once. It's all of them around one or two mics. All the band and they're doing it. Okay, bon voyage. It's the press conference on the boat. I was very disappointed with this it's DVD. It's all right. There is, Wings there is, that we should say. Wings at Elstree is really just grainy black and white footage of them rehearsing for the tour. And, and there's no complete song on it. Right. It's and like, it, it's why, a, why it, do that? If this was edited this way in 75, that's one thing. But if he has the original thing at this point, give it why, to us. Give us the rehearsals. One thing that bothers me tremendously is... He puts on, from different uh, releases, live cuts from Glasgow or something. Why is there nothing from Wings Over Australia, which was properly recorded? This video of that uh, that's floating around. Why was there nothing from the Australian tour, from the 75 tour, where he does Junior Storm, which he didn't do in 76? That should have been on here. Right. Yes. Why is the one thing that's not on Rock Show. Right. Give it to us here. You gave it to us as a bonus audio. Give it to us as a bonus video. Because you're putting on... How long is that video? It's not that long. No. But, I mean, Wings and Elstree is pretty long, but it's just grainy black and white yeah. nothing. So that, Give so me that's, something That's my good. problem. You know, it, two discs isn't really enough. If you're going to go crazy, throw the disc of Wings over Australia. Or the whole show. It doesn't matter. The whole show. He didn't do that for Wings over America. He put out eight songs that weren't overdubbed. Cow Palace. Cow Palace. Which was nice. Uh, you know, I would have picked Wings over Boston, but that's Still something Still don't else. listen to it. It's it's interesting. It's okay, but it's I okay. listen to it once. It's fine. And, and just so, like these DVDs, I personally I put it on our Facebook page. You know, do you watch them more? Than, right. Most people said they don't because there's nothing there. They're EPKs. Right. That's, that's all they are. That's yeah. what they yeah. are. Electronic press kits. I mean, I will be honest. When all is said and done, really, you know, whatever the box sets that I do have, and I have the discs, the CDs, in their small cases. I'm going to end up putting the boxes far away in storage. I'll take all the DVDs, burn everything to one disc, right. and be like, that's what I'll watch if Sometime. I want to have it as a reference If there's something, point. right, references. Reference. That's, it. that's all And it then is. the last thing so. on this DVD is the Venus and Mars TV ad, which is nice. It's cute. Absolutely. Very cute. It's, cute. Yeah. it's very essential to this. 
It was very big in the 70s to have commercials. We all know that. Right. The Beatles did that like crazy with their solo stuff. Right. You know, Ringo, John. Right. I, did George even do it? No, but sure. Ringo did John's and John did Right, Ringo's. yeah, but, but again, it was very prevalent yes, back then. So true. it's very good to have that it on. That was nice there. to see. I'd never seen that and before. it's a decent quality it's, it's for a, what it was. Yeah, for what it was. Also, we should mention when the album You never was, saw this TV No, yet? I never saw the TV yet. I never oh, saw that. I We've had we, it. We, like we should mention when the album first came out, it came with posters. Which yes. are recreated in the uh, CDs, right. but the posters themselves were fantastic. They were wonderful. Two of my yeah. favorite posters. What do you mean recreated yeah. in the CDs? Well, listen, in the book. In the, the book, deluxe. The deluxe edition, yeah. Yeah. yeah Not the in the, edition, any yeah. other edition. Right. But this was also a poster, too. And, yes. And yes. we do have to say that if you go to Best Buy, you, you can pick up... Limited quantities. Right. Uh, there's a redemption code in the regular version where you can pick up the 45, for, which I have a call into our rep, and by the time this airs, maybe I'll have an answer. But originally on Best Buy site, it said Venus and Mars Rock Show Collectible 45. Then when it came out, it was actually letting go back with you gave me the answer, which is so weird. Yes. Why would you do that? Right. But there's only, I believe they said 5,000 copies of each because there's another one for Speed of Sound. Right. So Best Buy, it will be collectible. It's, it's a picture sleeve that was released prior, but now it's obviously not on Capital Apple. It's on right. Concord. And so it's a different little bit of a picture yeah, music, sleeve. Yeah. So. But it's something collectible, which is a nice bone to give people if yeah. you're a vinyl collector. Yeah, yeah I agree. But, so that's, that's that. Interesting. It's nice. Well, we've talked about the packaging. We've talked about the uh, CD. We talked about the bonus tracks. I think that about wraps it up. Well, we didn't talk about the cover and stuff with the balls. Sore. Well, no, I know. It's I was billiard kidding. balls. Come In on. all seriousness, not to be funny, the original also came with a st- with two stickers. Right, stickers, right. yeah. One of the red and yellow ball, one of the so sort of like a Venus to Mars are all right tonight, almost like, also, like in the shape of a bookmark, but it was a sticker. We should also say this is the first... Paul McCartney solo album, not on Apple. Right. It's right. on Capitol. Right. It was on Capitol Records, yeah. So he, he had so. gone away from that. So according to Bruce Spires' book, there was a, a certain, in one country or something, there was a pressing with an Apple label. Interesting. That's now, that would be to nice find. to have as an auditor, yeah, which is why you should buy Bruce's books, because he gives you the And, and like which is why, if you if any of you find that version, you should mail it to Frab for <laughs> Free For <laughs> All at, anyway. Any town USA. Tony's super soupy sales impersonation here. I uh, want to thank everyone for joining us. We have, uh, wow, really was, kind of. It was released in Uruguay. Wow. Oh, I got to cool. go there. All right. We're off to Uruguay. And after three it's hours of listening. Uruguay. After three hours of listening to our Venus and Mars program, you're thinking, <laughs> I wish they would go there. The hell to Uruguay. <laughs> so, with that in mind, but you we listen to it in two parts. Yeah, but we do we, we rate it. We, we love we it. Oh. oh, we didn't rate it. Oh my oh, God! I might rate right now. All right, we have to rate. Thank you, Robert. You're we almost Let's ruined our. It. Wow, we would have gone home and go. Oh no! People would no, say, I wouldn't. Have. Uh, no, people I wouldn't. would say, what is their what is, rating? What has gone on? What is their rating? I will give it an eight. Why are you wow. giving it eight? Why, why not? Because I like the album. I'm not why happy not the with everything. What do you mean? Why? Why not the other two? Yeah. Where'd the other two leave you? Yeah. I don't know. I'd give it an eight. Okay, you're giving it an eight. Interesting. Okay, okay. <sighs> but I might Mitchell. have given it less earlier on. Yeah. Re-getting oh, acquainted with the album. Re-getting. <laughs> getting acquainted with Thank, the album. Getting again. reacquainted, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> getting reacquainted. <laughs> Re-getting acquainted. Re-getting acquainted. You know what? I'm not going to disagree with you. I, I'm, I'm actually going to say eight or eight and a half. This is one of my favorites. I, I do like it. For me, there's not one clinker. I know Listen to What the Man Said in Crossroads. For me, Listen to What the Man Said was always a great single. Great single. But as an album cut, eh, 
Crossroads never really bothered me because oh, it's, it's only a minute. It's a minute. So, so I, I'm going to actually, you know what? I'm going to change it right now. I'm going to say eight and a half, nine. Okay. I enjoy this one a lot. This is one Paul McCartney CD I go back to a lot. I just happen to like it. And I'm, when they announced that this at Speed of Sound, which we'll talk about in the future, when they announced these two for the reissues, I was very happy. Yeah. I wouldn't have been unhappy if they didn't do it and they did Red Rose Speedway and Wildlife because I, I like parts of both of them too. I mean, well, parts of Wildlife. But this one, eight and a half, nine, I go back to this album a lot. Uh, I'm going to have to give the album itself a nine. It's a McCartney album I go back to a lot. Oh, I forgot we're including I'm the bonus. Say, I'm going to say to some degree that there's a sense of nostalgia, and that's why it gets a nine. Would it be an eight, eight and a half if I didn't have very strong feelings from my youth of this album? Maybe, but I give it a nine. I the point off is for listen to what the man said. I got to be straight ahead. Okay, and say but that's what the point off is. Can we go back and but, rate it now? Well, for no. The here's whole where package? I'm going to go. There we go. Here, here's where I'm going to go. Let's do it this way because it does. To me, the bonus disc is a seven. The bonus disc to me is a six at most. Okay, actually, so. I give it. Like a seven and a half. Uh, the reason is there's 14, how many songs? Uh, two, four. It's it's very. There's a lot of songs on it. Yeah. And he hasn't done that on the others. True. And on True. Wings at Speed of Sound, there's seven or something. So this, for some reason, he chose these extra tracks. To fill it up. To fill it up. I almost, yeah. I hate to say this, it sounds horrible. Shorter might have been better. Maybe. I, I, this one. No. But I do agree with what you're saying. Give us the most you can. You know what? Yeah. It's, yeah. you know, if, if you're going to. Have people go back to rebuy your records again. Give them, you, you know, this isn't the give Beatles. Give them more, whether they give like it or not. Is a different right. story. I, right, you give know, them this a chance to like it. This or not. isn't like the Beatles stuff where you, you know, there was no bonus tracks, and we understand why. But at least when they did the American albums, they include the mono and stereo. So at least if you were had on the fence on a couple of them, at least you get the mono. Right, tracks. if you're, you're going to give up a mortgage payment, you might as well get mono and stereo. Yeah, absolutely. So at least they, you know, they at least they gave you some other reason to buy it. Right. Right. You know, if they, if they just put it out as one, not the album one, but just one mono or, or stereo separate, then it's it's different. But it's not bad. I like a lot of songs. I think the whole disc should be filled, and I think there should be more stuff because we know Paul tapes everything. Yeah. And, the, and the DVD for me takes points off, too. Yeah, the DVD. No, we won't go there, though. No. We'll just keep it yet. No, but I'm yeah. just saying, if you're going to... Look, we don't have the book and the pictures and the right, and right. video of the right, film of the right. book of the... Bi- but it, it's Thanks, still... All in all, the album itself, because that's what we're doing, is yes, really good. Absolutely. And the yeah. truth is, as we were saying, the nice thing about these deluxes, they're very moderately priced. Yep. So yep. I you can... mean, what, the deluxes? No, 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 no. no. The, 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 two the two discs. The two discs. The, the, yeah. the, 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 the presentation of the album Correct. Venus and Mars as of 2014 you can, and you going forward. Very reasonable. Very reasonable yeah. price. So do we, do we say, if you don't own this one already, rush out and buy the damn thing? Yes. Yeah, because this is... And it sounds really good. I would say that, yeah. Okay, so... That's it from Fab Four Free For All, wrapping up the Venus and Mars analysis and review. It's been a long time coming, and so have these damn reissues. So, on on that note, uh, this is me, Tony Chiguardo. This is I, me. I have been your moderator for this Stop talking program. Stop talking And uh, joining me has been Mr. Mitchell. <laughs> batteries run out? <laughs> batteries it's about damn time. Someone unplugged him. So... <laughs> Joining me has been Mr. Mitch Axelrod. Goodbye, folks. And also joining me is Mimis Rob. Thank you for listening. I'm out of here. (laughs) (laughs) Fab Four Free For All was edited and produced by Tony Chiguardo at Word of Mouth Studios in Westbury, New York. The opening and closing theme is My Dolly 
by the band The Badge, featuring longtime listener Jeff Slate, available on its debut album Digital Retro and recent Best Of compilation, as well as from the Fab Four Free For All website. Thanks for listening to Fab Four Free For All.